Okay, we are starting the new parak. Daf The new parak is all about doing a bris milah on Shabbos. Although uh, bris milah on Shabbos is a violation of the malachos of Shabbos because it's making a wound in the son in the boy. But we learn from the Torah. We learn from Mitzrayim Sakasov Uvayom Hashemini Afilu BaShabbos that the eighth day is even if it's on Shabbos, the mitzvah of of bris milah pushes away the avir of Shabbos, and therefore it's the correct thing that it may be done. The bris may be done on Shabbos. But what about all the preparations for the bris? Rabbi Lezer Omer, Rabbi Lezer says, Malhevi Klimer of Shabbos. Let's say you didn't bring the kli. Uh, you, let's say you didn't bring the knife for that we need to for the bris milah from before Shabbos to where the baby is. Then what's the halacha? You have to carry it in the streets. You have to do a malacha in order to in order to to get the knife there. So on the one hand, you could say that's not allowed, and that's a chacham's opinion because that's not part of the bris milah itself. It's not the actual cutting. That's just preparing for the bris by bringing the knife, and that's something that could have been done before Shabbos. Rabbi Lazar says otherwise. Rabbi Lazar says no. If you didn't bring it before Shabbos, you're allowed to be docha Shabbos. Even the preliminary steps, the hechsher mitzvah. Is Docha Shabbos according to Rabbi Lazar? Reveal by Shabbos, you can bring it on Shabbos. Migula, you should bring it while it is exposed. And we're going to see that it's important that according to Rabbi Lazar, not only do you carry it, but you carry it in a way that everybody could see on Shabbos. And we'll see why exactly in the Gemara, why exactly there's a reason why it should be exposed. Let's say it's a time of danger. Time of danger, the Goyim where, where like they, they specifically said that you can't do uh, circumcision. They were, goes there against Brismilas, especially in the Roman times. So then, you should cover it. Uh, in front of witnesses, meaning you should bring witnesses to publicize so that no one should be choshe that he's doing it for other things. We're going to, we're going. The witnesses are going to tell everybody that he carried the knife only for doing the mitzvah. So he, even though, so he covers it up because he can't, you know, show everybody in the world what he's doing. We don't want the Romans after him. So he covers him in, the, in, the, in front of witnesses, and the witnesses will will take away any chashad that people will say he carried for no reason. Witnesses are going to tell everybody it was a special mila knife. Um, and, 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 and that's the correct procedure then before he goes to carry it. But again, the fundamental point here of Rebbe Lazar is that the, even the Heksher Mitzvah, even the, not the cutting of the, of, of, the, of the Arla itself, even just bringing the knife, has the ability to be Docha Shabbos. For Odom Rebbe Lazar, carts and eating losses, for common losses, you can even uh, chop down trees, which obviously cut up the wood and, and turn them in, in to make charcoal in order to make iron like a like on young on Shabbos to make the knife is also okay meaning you don't have a knife so you can even knock down the trees to make the charcoal in order to make the iron to make the knife so this is a real hapshire this is a total total hapshire mitzvah this is not at all like in the stage of actually doing the mitzvah but again this is the opinion of Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Lazar holds that not only once the Torah says that the mitzvah of Mila is Docha Shabbos then we understand it's not only the mitzvah of Mila itself but even any hapshire mitzvah which may come up that wasn't taken care of before Shabbos according to Rabbi Lazar and may be performed on Shabbos in order that the bris goes and then the bris will happen. However, Rabbi Akiva disagrees. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva said a rule. If it's a malacha that can take place before Shabbos, and it doesn't push away the Shabbos itself. Only the bris mila itself, which can't be done before Shabbos, right? The bris mila can't be done before because it's got to be done on the eighth day and the eighth day of Shabbos. Therefore, the bris mila is docha Shabbos because it couldn't have been done before. But any preliminary work, says Rabbi Akiva, since it could have been done before, Therefore, it is not docha. So that's the arguing. That's a dissenting view in Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar is saying, for whatever reason, it didn't get done before. Okay, no problem. You'll do it now. The dissenting view of Rebbe Akiva is then no. You're only allowed to do the mila itself because it can't be done before. But anything that could be done before, you're not allowed to do. I'm Chavez.
Okay, so now we analyze Rebbe Lezer. Rebbe Lezer, again, is that Hachshar Mitzvah Zolcha Shabbos, but he added that when you carry the knife, it should be exposed. So the Gemara says, by the time is Rebbe Lezer, Mishnah Kulim Mitzvah. What's the reason it should be exposed? Is it because we want to show how much that we love the Mitzvah? So we show how much that we love the Mitzvah that we don't stop carry the bris milah to, we don't carry, we don't stop carry the knife to the bris milah. We carry it in a way that shows everybody it's apparent, it's exposed, it, and it shows how much we love it. Oh, Dilmar, maybe it's a different reason. Mishum Chashada. That we want to, we want, we want to get around any suspicion. We don't want people thinking this guy is just randomly carrying things for his own needs on Shabbos. People are going to be choshed. He's machal Shabbos. So therefore, you carry, you show everybody that it's a bris milah knife, so that no one should think you're doing the wrong thing. So again, the basic idea of Rabbi Lazar is a hefshar mitzvah zochah Shabbos. That's why you're carrying the knife. But there's this extra component. The next time you should carry the knife, you should carry it in an exposed way. That's the part that the Gemara is analyzing. Why is it so important that it's carried in an exposed way? It could be that it should be carried in an exposed way. Um, so just to show, demonstrate that we love the mitzvah, or it could be that it should be covered and it should be carried in an exposed way, so that no one will suspect that the person is dumb to being mechal shabbos. The minaf kimina. What difference does it make? But the reason is What if I'm going to cover it in front of witnesses? So it's not actually being exposed, but people are going to know that you're doing a bris milah. So yeah, I'm If the idea is that you want to show the love of the mitzvah. Then it doesn't help to cover. It doesn't help if I cover it in front of witnesses. The whole point is that it's 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 like public. It's like a proclamation of how much we love the mitzvah. But if the reason why we say the knife should be exposed is just so that people don't suspect us, then it's fine, even if it's covered, as long as it's covered in front of witnesses, because the witnesses will tell people that he has a bris milah. So why? So what is the reason for Abel Lazar? So the Gemara says it's So the reason is to show how much we love the mitzvah. Therefore, you should never carry the knife concealed, even if you're doing it with witnesses, you should always specifically opt for doing it in a public exposed way to show how a demonstration of the love of the mitzvah. Says the Gemara, we see support like this in the Baraisa, because the Baraisa says, it's like a reiteration of the point. You should bring it exposed and not covered. So what's like, it's like almost like this double language is an insistence here in the Baraisa, that no matter what, you better make sure it's exposed. So that's the emphasis in the Baraisa, to say that even if I'm going to cover it with Adam, that's not enough. Better to make it, to bring it in a completely exposed way. Amar Vashi Masis and Amin Dekar. Our Mishnah also is, 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 sounds like that. It's implicit like that. The Tani, it says in the Mishnah of Shasta Sakana, in the times of danger, when it's literally dangerous because the Romans are decreeing against Rismila, then Mechase Al Piedim. In that case, you can cover it in front of witnesses. Besakana in, it sounds like only in the times of danger. Yes, that's when you can cover the knife to cut, you can cover the knife to move it. Shalobat Sakana, but it's not a time of danger. Lo, you should never cover it even with witnesses. Why not? If you're covering it with witnesses, it's not going to be suspicion. Now we can derive from here that the point is that we want more than just people not having suspicion that you're being Machal Shabbos. We want an extra component demonstrating the love of the mitzvah. And that is why the knife should always be carried in an exposed way. Okay, continues the Gemara Tani Yidach. You should always bring it exposed and not cover this. Rabbi Lazar says this continuation now with the Bryce. Rabbi Yudah, Mishim Rabbi Lazar, no again, Mishasa Sakana. The Minag was in the times of danger, in times of danger, in times of danger, we would do it, uh, we would bring it covered up just with witnesses knowing about it. We have a question. The witnesses Rabbi Yudah is talking about. Is it just one other person and you, the person, you yourself, who's holding the, uh, who's holding the knife? Maybe it means you and two other people. So the, again, this is not, there's no like real din aid this year. The whole reason that, right, it's the time of Sakana, so you have to keep it uh, concealed. And you want the witnesses so people who don't suspect you of being Machal Shabbat. So the Gemara is trying to figure out 
how much do you need to take away that suspicion? Is it just you and somebody else can do it? Or do you need you and two other witnesses? So the Gemara says, Tashma, let's bring a proof in the Mishnah. It says, that during the times of danger, you should cover it in the presence of witnesses. So it sounds like you should cover it in front of witnesses. So yeah, if you say it's you and two other people, then it's good. It's you in front of two witnesses. If you say you only need you and one other person, my what does it mean you cover it in front of other witnesses? Usually witnesses imply two other people. So if you're covering in front of witnesses, it sounds like there's two others. So the Gemara says it's not a proof. The only reason we're calling them witnesses is because they're qualified theoretically to testify in another situation. So really it could be that, that the pair of these two guys are witnesses, but the mission is referring to them with the term of witnesses just because they have to be fit to testify together in another situation. Like and the point is they shouldn't be, let's say, a relative. Wouldn't be good. But Laulam, we cannot prove conclusively that we need two other witnesses besides the person, and that goes unresolved in the Gemara's, uh, in the Gemara's question. Okay, so now we analyze Rebbe Lazar a little bit more, this idea that we can cut down the trees, make the charcoal, uh, do any hachshar mitzvah in order to perform the mitzvah mila. So the Gemara says, Tan Rabbah, no, no, come Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar lived in his neighborhood. They followed his, his shita. You They were knocking on the tree to make the charcoal, to make the iron for the first mila knife on Shabbos. And another place for they would eat the meat from a chicken with milk. So two different kulas, right? That most we paskin that you're not supposed to do that. Even chicken meat, you're not supposed to eat with challah. But in the place of Rabbi Yosei they were makel, they were very lenient, and they held that if it wasn't animal meat, it's not a problem. So there were two different leniencies that took place. Okay, so we see like certain times, certain Tanam, they have an influence, even if they don't pass them like them, they have an influence over the immediate place where they lived. In Rabbi Lazar's neighborhood, they actually, Halacha, were, were Docha Shabbos for the Hashem Mitzvah, and Rabbi Yosef Glidli's place, they actually ate Basar Oaf with Chalaf. So that's the Gemara Levi Ikla Levi, Yosef Rishba Levi once, have, Levi once went to the house of Yosef, the guy who trapped, uh, who trapped birds. Kuvali Rishba the Taz they brought him some sort of bird. Together with milk, Loachal, he refused to eat it. Kiyasal Kamidi Rebbe, when Lady went in front of Rebbe, Amalai Rebbe said to him, Why didn't you Mamash put them in Cherem? Because, I mean, we hold that you're not allowed to do that. You should have, not from the Stamson, should you not have eaten from it, you should have put the people in Cherem for, for even bringing it to you. So Amalai, Lady said, Asr, Jimmy Messer, it was the town of Rebbe Huda ben Messer. So, meaning, if that's what it is, then, 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 then Vamina, I said, Dilma Darshu, Rabbi Yosaglili, maybe Rabbi Yosaglili had expounded to them, like the opinion of Rabbi Yosaglili, that is not a problem. So I can't excommunicate them because there is such an opinion out there. It's not stand that is the wrong thing. So even though we don't pass them like that, I can't just excommunicate them for following that opinion. Where do we see this opinion that it's okay? It's not because we learned in the Mishnah, Torah says, don't eat any Nevela. And Nevela is an animal, a carcass, dead carcass that dies without a Shita. And in the Nehemiah, it says right there in that Pasuk, right there, the prohibition, right? So we, what's the what? How do we connect those two? The type of meat that is chalanit the isur nevela also the vashav b'chalav that you can't cook with milk. So oh, shasmishin nevela oh is also subject to the laws of shchita. So if it's subject to the laws of shchita, then it could theoretically become an nevela. So if yachal yatsur vashav b'chalav, so you would think, and then logically it can also be included in the category of meat for vashav b'chalav. Now this, that's why the Torah stuck them together to say anything that's subject to nevela could also be subject to vashav b'chalav. Tamalom b'chalavimo. In the mother's milk, Yatsa'ov, this excludes the milk. This excludes a bird. Shein l'chalevim. There's no such thing as milk from a bird. So therefore, it's a drasha. B'chalevi mo excludes the, the, the bird. And therefore, Rabbi Yusek leaves opinions that there's no bas v'chalev in that scenario. And the, that even though we don't pass them like it, there is such an opinion. And that's why we didn't put them in cherem for going like that. Says the Gemara, Amar Yitzchak, Ira Achas. There was one city, Shvayis Varetz Yisrael, the city of Eretz Yisrael. Shayosim Grab Lazar. That they were passing like Grab Lazar, meaning that they were Dolchas Shabbos for even for a Hachshar Mitzvah. 
they would only die in their proper time. Meaning, we don't see that they were punished in any way, like Hashem, like made them die early in any in a premature way because, you know, they were Mechal Shabbos. We don't see that. The other Abba, it seems like it was a valid opinion. And again, even though we don't Paskin like Rebbe Lazar, the Gemara is showing that the validity of the Minak HaMakom to Paskin like Rebbe Lazar. was once a story. That the bad people, the Romans, made a decree against all of, all of Klai Yisrael that they shouldn't do Brismila. What's so interesting is that that city that always went like Rebbe Lazar, they didn't make the decree. So we see a concept that they even had like special protection because they were always doing like Rebbe Lazar. And it's not Stamakula, obviously, the idea of doing like Rebbe Lazar doesn't mean, oh, or Michal Shabbos more. The idea of doing like Rebbe Lazar is showing the, the importance of the mitzvah, that even the Hechshar mitzvah theoretically has the ability to be Doha, to be Doha Shabbos. Continues the Gemara Tanya, it says in the Bible, any any mitzvah, when, when it was given to the Jewish people, they accepted with joy. We're very happy. And that pasuk is a, in Tehillim is a reference to Brismila. Why is it a reference to Brismila? So there's a lot of different shots and why. One of the ideas is that Imra Secha, your word, implies that this is one of the first mitzvahs. Like before, there were so many mitzvahs. It was your word. So that's Brismila that we got very early on in history, right? Before we, there, there was too many Jews around. It was just Avram Avinu. So we say that we that we see that we, we were very happy when we were rejoicing when we got Brismila. We still we see that there's still a lot of joy. And where there's a lot where is there a lot of joy at a Brismila? So Rashi says this is the Makar for, for Sudas Mitzvah. We make a big Suda at a Brismila. But any any mitzvahs that we that we didn't we weren't so happy about could go on our rise, like when we learned about the Isser relationships, not to marry relatives. It says in the Pasuk, This is in Parshat Baalosha, when the people were complaining and crying. So it says they were crying by their families. So what does it mean they're crying by their families? They're complaining about the food. They want to go back to Mitzrayim. What does it have to do with by their families? So we expound, that even though they were saying, the rhetoric was that we want to go back to Mitzrayim and the food is no good, but really they were complaining also about Arias, meaning that they were not happy about that mitzvah. So the halach is a dinosaur We see that people still have tension and fighting when it comes to marriage. Because every single time there's a ksuba that's made, there's always fighting. There's always how much are you giving, how much am I giving. So not so much in our times. Nowadays, you know, everybody has the same set ksuba. It's not such a big deal to fill it out. But uh, in the olden times, it was always complicated. The pledges and different ideas that were going on by the ksuba and the Gemara saying that the origin of that is, comes from the fact that Klal Yisrael, that Klal Yisrael did not accept the union of relationships with such simcha. Continues the Gemara Tanya, any mitzvah which a Klai was Meister Nefesh for, they, they were willing to sacrifice their lives for, but the time of Roman decree, like we find that means that it becomes very strong in our hands. Meaning, the more we sacrifice for it, the more we're able uh, to uphold it. Any any mitzvah which we don't find necessarily that we that we, that we sacrifice for at the time when the, the government is telling us not to do it can go into fill in. Well, we don't find that necessarily um, the Jews were most or never sure. It's still weak, so there's something shvach. If we're most or never for it, we're stuck with the mitzvah. If we're not most or never for it, we're not. Where do we see? That the Jewish people were not so devoted to the mitzvah of tefillin. Tefillin required the person who wears it to have a clean body, like Elisha Balkanafai. My he, what's what is a clean body? A person has to be careful not to pass wind when you're when you're when you're uh, wearing the tefillin. You can't sleep with them. You can't sleep with them because we're scared while you're asleep you might pass wind. 
Uh, so, so, so the bottom line is, so it sounds like there was only one person, like Elisha Balkanafim, who had a clean body. It sounds like everybody else, you know, they weren't so, were not so careful with the mitzvah to fill in. They're not so dedicated to the mitzvah. So that reflects, and in general, the Jewish people aren't so careful, and we see that the mitzvah to fill in is weak. I call Elisha Balkanafim. What's this idea that he's called Elisha, who has wings? And this is a Gemara in Barachos that we learned as well. So the Gemara says, So there's once an evil decree from the Romans. Anyone who would put on tefillin on his head, they were going to pierce out his brain. Elisha would still do it. He, he, he defied whatever, whatever the decree was. But it's also a Gemara in Shabbos. There's one time a... A Roman officer sees him, rushes in front of her. So afterwards, Elisha starts running away from him. Kiva and Shigia as well, but the officer caught up with him. Not let me He took the tefillin off his head. Also, the other, he holds him in his hands. I'm only mad. The other, he said, "Him, what are you holding?" Like you know, that's like trying to get him into conversation. I'm a little confident. I'm I'm holding the wings from a dove. Posture is yado, and Elisha opens up his hand. The name is a confident, and that's what it was. It was a nay. A miracle occurred. The tefillin turned into the wings of a dove, and Elisha was saved miraculously. Therefore, because of the story, so how did they call him? Baal Kanafayan, the person with the wings. The Gemara asked, What was unique about a dove's wings? That that's what Elisha told him. He didn't say any bird. Like, why did it come into his head like to say the, 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 the wings of a dove specifically? So the answer is, The Jewish people are compared to the dove. And it says in the Pazakhanfayona, says that you're going to be like the wings of the dove. They're covered with silver and uh, with some gold. So the analogy here is, just as the doves, the wings are protecting of it. So, so, so Rashi explains that the, the, the dove always uses its wings and not the beak to protect itself. people, the commandments protect us. So that's the idea. So, so he's doing a mitzvah. So he views it like confeyona with something that was on his mind and he compared it to the dove's wings. Okay, continues the Gemara story. It was one time a story. They forgot to bring the knife for the Brismila before Shabbos. So they brought it on Shabbos through roofs and through courtyards. So let's maybe give a little introduction to this next Amr. Uh, it requires a little bit of knowledge of the second half of the Erevin. So we know that Moving, um, moving, obviously carrying a Rishasayachad is fine on Shabbos, and moving something from one Rishasayachad to another Rishasayachad on the right level is totally mutter on Shabbos. Now, Midrabanan is a din that you're not allowed to carry from one person's Rishasayachad to a different person's Rishasayachad. Can't carry from different owned Rishasayachad. However, if you make an air of Chatseros between them, then you're allowed to. And the concept of Chatseros is that it all becomes one. So let's say, for example, you know, you've got an apartment building where everybody has a private apartment. So you wouldn't be allowed to carry from my apartment to my friend's apartment um, on Shabbos. But if we make an air of chatzeros, we put the bread together. It's like we all we all we all live together. So then you're allowed to do such a thing. That's a concept of air of chatzeros. Okay. Now we have to remember that the way it used to work is that they used to the, all the houses used to enter into a chatzer. So a chatzer would be like maybe like a lobby of an apartment building would be such a thing. So you're not allowed to carry from from the house into the chatzer without an air of chatzeros. Similar thing because the chatzer is a joint public area for everybody. And, and the houses are individual, per, per, private. So unless we join together in Erech Hatzeros, you can't carry from some one person's private apartment into the, into, the, into the lobby. Now, all of this, and all of the, let me just clarify, 
All of this is to carry from something in the house into the chater. But if let's say something's already in the chater, when Shabbos began, you're allowed to move it around in the chater. Meaning the whole prohibition is to move from house to house or to move from house to the chater. But to move within the chater itself is not a problem. So let's say something, you had a clee, some ball that was lying in the chater when Shabbos began, you would in fact be allowed to move that ball around in the chater. But if let's say I have some, you know, a, a, a ball in my house, I can't take it on Shabbos without any chateras into the into the lobby and uh, and move it around and move it around inside of the chater. So that's a a basic um, a basic point here. Okay. Now here's the question: What about c- carrying between different types of rishosayachos? Like let's say, let's give an example. You could have a chater. Chater is a courtyard. You could have a roof. So those are different types. I mean, they're both rishosayachos, but they're different types. Okay. So could I carry, uh, let's say, a ball within a courtyard? Am I allowed to? Uh, uh, am I allowed to carry the ball from the courtyard to a roof, or you know, vice versa? Am I allowed to do such a thing? So that's a it's a big that's a big machlokas. It's a big machlokas in Masechas Erevin, and we're going to learn about it. It's machlokas. Machlokas Reb Shimon is very lenient, and uh, not all of the opinions are. So it sounds like here in the case in the Gemara, they didn't have a knife where the brismila was going to be on Shabbos, so they were able, and we didn't hold like Rabbi Lazar. It looks like that stam you're allowed to carry it on the street um, to be docha. So what they, they did was they brought it by by carrying it from one roof to another to another courtyard, and was, they were careful never to go into the street, and then they were able they were able to in fact do it. But this does not go according to Rabbi Lazar's will. Because according to Rabbi Lazar, you don't have to do it by going to the courtyards and then, then the roofs. You just carry it in the street. So the Gemara speaks out. Ask for Lazar was not like Rabbi Lazar. According to Rabbi Lazar, is totally fine. You can carry the knife. So, so it sounds like Rabbi Lazar was like upset that they carried it. Not upset that they carried it. According to him, it's even better. You could do even more. Maybe you'll see what it means. It means not like Rabbi Lazar because Rabbi Lazar would let you carry it even in the street. But uh, but what you mean is that um, is that is that it's only going to the Chachamim. You can't carry it inside of the Rishus Harabim because it could have been done before. However, they were matri to carry by the by the a roof a courtyard or karfifos. Karfifos, by the way, is just like um, a big Rishus an enclosed area, but it's not made to live in. Uh, so you're not supposed to carry there. So again, the question is, if you can carry from a roof to a courtyard to a karfif. Uh, on such a situation. So maybe you're going to say we're going like, really we're going like the Chachamim. So to carry it in the street would be Yasser. But the Rabbanon were Mekel to carry it in such a way. Um, that would be, that would be the, what we're going to assume. So Shalobah, it's on Rabbi Lazar because Rabbi Lazar allowed you to carry it in the street. It's like the Chachamim. You can't carry it in the street, but you could carry it just from one, one type of Rosh to the other. So the Gemara says, is that true that you're actually allowed to? That In other words, like the Rabbanon's opinion that Hashem Mitzvah is not Doch and you can't carry it in the street, is it true that you could carry it in the Rabbanon place? The same the Rabbanon holds you can't bring the knife through the Rosh You can't carry it from different types of things. So just as the Hashem Mitzvah is not Doch and it's the so, so too is not Tochan is a Drabanon. And the idea is that Drabanon, you know, Hamidu Devraim, they stuck, they stuck the, they stuck their guns and they say, if we said it's also Drabanon to carry from one type of Rishasayacha to another type of Rishasayacha, you can't carry from a courtyard to a roof, then even though you want to do the Rishmila, you're not allowed to. So the Drabanon wouldn't let you do it. So it can't be that the Pshat and the stories that were not going like Rabbalazar, but rather like the Chacham and the Chacham don't allow you to. is that it's not like. Rabbi Lazar and his machlokas, meaning not like either of them. Rabbi Lazar, both Rabbi Lazar and the, and the, and the Chachamim, um, they're having a machlokas, a hashtag mitzvah is dochas. So according to Rabbi Lazar, you could bring it in the street. According to the Rabbanon, not only can you not bring it in the street, you can't bring it even in through an area that's also mid Rabbanon. So you can't bring it from, from courtyard to, to roof and, to, and, and so on and so forth, because it's also mid Rabbanon, you're not allowed to do it. 
Ella Baratzen Reb Shimon. They were going like Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon holds that stam. There's no Isra Darabanan in carrying from a courtyard to a roof. Not like we learned in the Mishnah here in Erevin, where it says, Reb Shimon Omer, by if you have roofs next to each other, coffees next to each other, courtyards next to each other, Kulan versus Achas, they're all treated, even if they're owned by different people. They're treated like as if it's one big Rishos, and you could carry from one type of Rishos Ayachid without any Erev. Um, you could carry from one type to the other. The only Isra, again, of, of Erev Chatzir, according to Reb Shimon, is carrying from one person's house into another person's house, or from, from, from the house into the Chatzir, so on and so forth. But to carry from a Chatzir to a carpet for a roof, all these other different forms of Rishos Hayachid, is not Asr like the Reb Shimon. Kulon Rishos Echad, they're all treated like one Rishos, the Kalim Shoshas Vesochan, for any Kalim that were resting there when Shabbos began. Below the Kalim Shoshas, which is a bias, we're not for anything that was in the house. Meaning Reb Shimon agrees that you can't move something from a house into the courtyard to a roof, you know, and, and, and then into a carpet. That's for sure. Also, we mean something that started on Shabbos in a chatzor, you can move it onto a roof. So, so according to Rabbi Shimon, that's what's going on here. So we, they, they followed his opinion. So there was a case, I guess, where the knife was, was in the chatzor when Shabbos began. The, chatzor, the knife wasn't in the house. The knife was in the chatzor. So Rabbi Shimon would therefore allow you to move it to the place of the bris And you have to say that the, the bris was also in a different chatzor. <laughs> it wasn't in somebody's house. It was in a different public, you know, a different like courtyard setting. So bottom line is, we're saying like this. There's one issue if I can move the knife in the street. That's Machlokas Rabbi Lazar and Nachachamim, if Hafsher Mitzvah is Doche. Then there's another discussion. Like the Rabbanon, that it's not. Are you allowed to override a caring that's awesome with the Rabbanon? The answer is no. If there's a type of caring that's awesome with the Rabbanon, the rabbis are strict. They do not allow you to be Doche. So if, for example, if the knife is in somebody's house, could I move it into a courtyard if there's no Eir Chateros? For sure not. You would just wait to do the bris on Sunday. You're not allowed to override. But what if the knife is in a courtyard and I want to bring it from courtyard to courtyard to a, to a gog, into, a, you know, into another carfif and have the bris meal in a carfif? So is that okay? So it depends. You have to know Erevin. If, is, that, is that also? According to Reb Shimon, that such a thing, Stam is not also. I could do that with a ball also. As long as the kalim rested when Shabbos began, we're in, we're in the chatzar, I can move them to the roof and for the roof to the carfif, so on and so forth, then it would totally stop. You're not doing anything wrong. So you could take the mila knife that's in the courtyard and bring it to the location of the bris milah, uh, as long as you're not going through the street. But if you don't hold like that cool of Reb Shimon, you hold that there's a din of air chatzeres that doesn't allow kelim that are in a chatzer to go into a different type of rishos, you can't bring kelim that are in a chatzer into a, to a rooftop to a karfif, then in fact the bris would have to be uh, pushed off. Okay. All right. So now, once we talked about Erevin, now we talk about some more dinim here of Erevin. So as we spoke about, there's a din of air chatzeres you're not allowed to carry from a house into into a, into a, into a chatzor or to somebody else's house but, but as we spoke as we said is there's something that's in a chatzor when Shabbos began you definitely can move it around inside of the chatzor if you can move it from the chatzor to a different type but let's say to a to a, a rooftop but everybody agrees that a ball that's in a lobby before Shabbos begins you're allowed to move the ball around in the lobby there's no question that's permitted so the Gemara declares, by Menei Reb Zerim Ravasi, Mavoi Shalom Nishnatsu If I have an alley where they didn't make a sheet of Mavos, are you allowed to carry things around inside? So what's a Mavoi? A Mavoi, what happens is you have multiple houses that open up to a Chatzar, and then Chatzar opens into the Mavoi. The Mavoi is an alleyway which accesses the street. So you have multiple Chatzars which open up inside of it. So the, 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 you have the very similar to Neir Chatzeras, you have the same type of issue in the alleyway. If you want to carry in the alleyway, there are two issues. First of all, the fourth side is open to the street. So you have to, you have to do something to block it off a little bit. You put up a lechi or a kora, that's one point. But point number two is that all the Chatzeras have to come together and make a shita, join together, like having common bread. Because if not, it's very similar. Just as multiple houses can't carry to the Chatzer because it's a joint area, so too, the, all the Chatzeras can't carry in the alleyway 
can't bring things from their chater into the alleyway unless they make a sheet of mavos. So the question is, if they did not make a sheet of mavos, so let's say they cannot now bring, the halacha would be they cannot bring things from their private chaters into the alleyway, that's for sure asr, but could they carry within the alleyway itself? That's what the Gemara wants to know. And the, the question is, the precedent that we have, I mean, the one you can compare it to a courtyard. Just as the court, even if all the houses did not make an air of chatzveros, and they can't carry from the houses to the chatzver, you're definitely allowed to carry in the chatzver itself. Again, the whole isr is only not to carry from the house to the chatzver, but within the chatzver itself, you're allowed to carry. So maybe so too here. Hi, Nami, in the case of the Mavu, even if they don't, they, they didn't come together, make a sheet of Mavu, you can carry things in the Mavu itself. The only isr is to carry from the chatzver to the Mavu, but within the Mavu itself, there shouldn't be an Isser, or Dilmar, maybe Lodamil Chatzar. We can say that the alleyway is not like a Chatzar. First of all, Chatzar is Abra Machitos. A Chatzar is more of a legit Rishos Ayachet. How does it Abra Machitos? A Mavu doesn't have full full Machitos. Remember that on the fourth side, it's pretty much open. All you have is something Shvach. All you have is a all you have is a lechi uh, or So maybe then, without Sheet of Mavos, the rabbis were more Machmir, and therefore they said that you can't you can't um, you can't carry there at all. It's very interesting because we're really mixing different issues, right? We want to know since you didn't make, if you made a sheet of mavos, for example, you definitely could carry in the alleyway, even though it doesn't have a full-fledged fourth wall. The, the lache on the fourth side is enough. But we're saying with the absence of a sheet of mavos, maybe then it's not enough to rely on that lechi okora without the sheet of mavos, and you would not be allowed to carry inside of the alleyway. That's one svara. Inami, or an alternative svara, chatzir, you in a courtyard, people actually live there. So it's more rishas hayachadik. People like real do some private things, do their laundry or whatnot. On the side of a chutz, I see the urine. People, no one really living there. It's it's an access way, right? It's an access way to go to the street, but it, it's it's more like in the optics of it, it's more doma uh, to Rosh Hashanah than Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, maybe we're more strict. And if there's no shittim bavos, then we do not. Not only do we is it also to carry from a chutz to a mavoi, but maybe it's also to carry inside of a mavoi itself. So that's the Gemara's question. The Gemara wants to know if you, if, if a mavoi did not make shittim bavos. And you can't carry from the chatzar to the mavoi. Could I carry within the mavoi itself? We know that in the parallel situation of erev chatzeros, that if, if if houses didn't join together with bread, then they can't move from the things that are in the house to the chatzar. But we know there that they could carry within the chatzar itself. So should we say the same thing is true by the mavoi or not? So what happened? Just like Lama Lamiti Rav Asu Sani, he didn't give any answer. Zimnin, another time, found Ravasi sitting, and Ravasi said, He quotes from Shishlakash in the name of Yudan Asi, that Pamachas, there was a story, they forgot to bring the knife for the Prismila for Shabbos, they carried the knife on Shabbos. It was very shrewd for the Chacham to understand. How you can you only go like Rebbe Lazar's opinion? We should go like the Chacham. The Chacham hold Hachar is not Docha. Why should we go like the Chacham over Rebbe Lazar? First of all, Rebbe Lazar Shemuti. Rebbe Lazar Shemuti. He was put in Chayrin. He was excommunicated. He was excommunicated. The whole story in Bamatia, how he was, how he became excommunicated. And second of all, the old, furthermore, Yaakov Ramalachik Rabbim, whenever, even if he went to be excommunicated, but the Rabbim goes against Rabbi Lazar, so we should pass him not like Rabbi Lazar, so how could they have carried the knife? It was very difficult to understand. But Amr Rabbi and Rabbi Oshia told us what was going on. Sheila says, Rabbi Yuda goes, or I asked Rabbi Yuda, the person who did the Brismila, but Amr he explained to me what was going on. They didn't really carry it in the street. What happened was, Mavish Lunashtasbohava was inside of an alley where there was no sheet of Mavos. The Brismila took place in the alley and that they had to carry the knife from one end of the alley to the other end. 
So they had to carry it in the in Imamish in our case. We're not sure if you're allowed to carry in a Mavoy Shalonish Tatsubal. And that was the circumstance that they carried the knife. Of course, the Allah is like the Chachamah that Hashra, that Hashra Mitzvah is not Docha Shabbos and you can't carry the knife in the street. Of course. And you definitely can't carry the street to override, you can't carry even to override an Isra Rabbana. But in this case, they weren't overriding anything. It was in the Mavoy. And they just had to move it to the other side of the Mavoy Shalonish Tatsubal. So it sounds like, what do we hear from this? It sounds like you're allowed to carry inside of a Mavi Shalonish Tatsubal uh, from one end to the other end. So Amarle said to him, if you say this, it sounds like you hold that if they didn't do Shitim of in a Mavi, that you're allowed to carry throughout it because that, that's the way you're explaining the story. They didn't do anything wrong. Ravasi said, yeah, that's what I hold. Amarle was here, says Ravasi, when I ask you about this very shy law, I ask you Mamish's question. Are you allowed to carry around in a Mavi Shalonish Tatsubal? You didn't give me an answer. Dilma, maybe you know what happened. Because you were learning so much, it came back to you. Like a concept, you, you had forgotten it. But because you kept on learning Torah, the flow of Torah, it came that halacha came back to you. In Ravasi said that's exactly what happened. A very powerful concept of learning. Sometimes we forget things, but then there's like a, a momentum, a current of learning, and then the halacha was restored. And that's what it looks like the Gemara. The Gemara is trying to say that uh, that was in fact his real opinion, that a mother that doesn't have shita, if you're allowed to carry inside of it, despite the fact that you can't carry, from the Chatzar to the Mavu. However, there are other opinions. Itmar was said, Amar Abdir, Amar Rab, Mavishal and Shatu, if you, can, you have a, a Mavu, where they didn't come together with the Shitu, if the Chatzaros didn't make a Shitu, of in Mitatam of Ramos, you can only carry within four Amos, not outside four Amos, it's treated like a street and it's not like a Chatzar. So Amar Abai, Hamilsa, Amar Abdir, Velo Pirshar, Abdir says, he didn't explain it well. Ad also Rabbi Vua, Pirshar, Rabbi Vua came and he explained it. Amar Nachamar Vua, he explained this file. Mavishal and Shatu, if you have an alley where the Chatzaros did not make a Shitu, so it depends. Not, it's not a black. It's not. It's not black and white. It's always mutter. It's always usher. It depends on another variable. What does it depend on? If the courtyards which are entering into the alleyway all personally made an air of chatzeros within the houses of their courtyards. So each chater, which opens into the alleyway, is allowed to carry within their chater between house to house, between house and the chater, because each individual chater made an air of chatzeros. Then in Then it's usher to carry, but they didn't make a sheet of mavos to allow them all to carry in the mavi, so each chatzar is on its own, then you cannot carry within the alleyway more than four amas. It's hard to understand. We'll see why this matters. But lo yiru chatzeros if they each chatzar did not make an air of chatzeros, so in each chatzar itself, it's also to carry from the house to the chatzar. In each chatzar itself, each house is on their own, and there's no air of chatzeros in joining them, then you could carry throughout the entire the entire mavo. So it's very difficult to understand. Again, we, we have a question about whether you can carry inside of a mavo shalonish We know without an era of chatzeros, you're allowed to carry in a chatzer shalonish We're not sure if we should compare the alley to the chatzer because as far as that the Gemara said, it's more like a, it has greater resemblance to Rosh Hashirah. Now the Gemara is saying, you know what? It depends on the following variable. It depends whether each chatzer made an era of chatzeros. If each chatzer made an era of chatzeros, then what? Also to carry in the Mavish Shalonish But if each Chatzar did not make an air of Chatzeros, then it's mutter to carry in the alley Shalonish So the Gemara doesn't understand why. So What's the Svara that it should be worse because the air of Chatzeros was done? We'll explain to you what's going on. Since each Chatzar 
became um, since each chatzer made a private air chatzer, so what happened is all the multiple houses came together, right? They have bread, they bought all bread together, and it's like they're only one big house now. That's the way air chatzeres works. Each private house, it's not many private houses anymore. Once we're sharing the common bread, we're all like it's all considered as if we all we all live together. So therefore, it's like a it's like a private chatzer. So we see as if as if we the the natu chatzeres the chatzeres have been removed from the regular from the the regular status. It just becomes as if it's one big house. And that's an interesting concept. It's as if one house is just dominating the whole thing. Whichever house that has the bread, that's the whole thing. And everybody's just a guest of that house. That's the lumdus of the way Erechatzeros works. And how does that impact whether or not you can carry inside of the Mavishon Shvatzavo? But the Pshad is, Rav Latame, Rav Rav, Rav said, In order for a Mavi to be have the hazard of Lechel Yikor, then on the four sides, if I put up a Lechel Yikor, I can carry there. You need You need to have at least two Houses and two courtyards that open up into the alley. Rav's halacha is saying that in order for it to be a mavoi, it really has to be a real passageway to the Rishos Rabbim. How do you have a real passageway to Rishos Rabbim? A lot of places open up into the alley. Rav, Rav says, what's a lot? At least two houses and two alleyways. So maybe you'll say, alumdus, that if, if all of the private chatzeras are viewed as if they're just one big house, because in each chatzah, they need an air of chatzah. So the lumdus says as if there's no chatzah. That's the way air of chatzah works. And it takes away the status of having multiple homes opening into a joint area called the chatzah. Basically, the way we view it is just that there is that there is one big house for each place. So now I suddenly I lost that component. I lose that status that the mavoi has chatzeros that are opening into it. It doesn't really look like there's chatzeros opening into it because since there was air chatzeros made in each one, so it takes away the status of, of a public area from the chatzeros. And therefore, you're going to tell me it doesn't have a din of a mavoi. And if it doesn't have a din of a mavoi, therefore you can't carry more than four hamos. Maybe that's what you're understanding. But says the Gemara, then you could say that a similar lumdus the other way. Hilo, irfunami, if they don't make, they don't make an Arab, so, so therefore it's also to carry within each chatzar from the house to the chatzar. We should look at the houses like they're cut off. Why should we look at them like they're cut off? Because you can't carry anything since there was no air chatzeres, you're not going to be able to carry anything from the house into the courtyard. So basically what it is, is that there's these courtyards that are blocking between the houses and the mavoi. So we shouldn't view that the houses are opening up into the mavoi. So Rob says, in order, in order to have a mavoi, to have the status of a mavoi, you need courtyards and houses that open up. So if there's no air chatzeres, and therefore legally it's also to carry on Shabbos from the houses to the courtyard, so we don't, we, how can we then view that the houses are opening to the mavoi? You can't take anything between the house to the chatzeres, and you can't get to the mavoi. So if you're really looking at it like that, if you're really looking at like this technical idea that Rob says that a mavoi has to have courtyards and houses that open up to it, and you're trying to say a lambdas, that if there's air of chatzeros, then it does not view that there's chatzeros anymore, then you can also say the lambdas that when there's no air of, there's not really batim, because the batim are so, are so cut off from the, from the mavoi. So the Gemara says, that's not a good question. Even if there's no air of, there's an interesting halacha. When there's no air of chatzeros that's made, there still is one possible way to carry. How? It's called bittel. Bittel is that the owners renounce their rights in the, in the chatzor to one house. 
So meaning that what, what, it will, what it will do is that it will permit at least one house to carry to the chazer. Everybody renounces their rights in the chazer to one person. They're basically saying all of our rights in the courtyard, in the lobby of the building, it's all for you. It's basically like declaring it ownerless for that person. So then for that house, they have like private access now to the courtyard, so they're allowed to carry on Shabbos. That's the one eight. So if you forgot to make an air of chazer, is how to still carry from a house to a, to a courtyard on Shabbos. So therefore, the Gemara is saying, even if they didn't make an Arab Chateris, it's not like the house is cut off from the Mavli. It could still be that the house is connected to the Mavli because there's a theoretical solution to make Bittal and still theoretically be able to carry from the house to the courtyard. Says the Gemara, so so by Sikabatim Leka, you're only going to have one house, not two houses, because the way that, the way that um, Bittal works is that all of the members of the, all the houses are Mavato, their rights in the courtyard to one. And therefore, it's, oh, it's his private thing. So that only works to have one house, but you're never going to have, be allowed to carry from two, so you're not going to have two houses that, that open up. Says the Gemara, We could be creative. Shabbos morning until Chatzos, one house, they will announce all their rights in the courtyard for one house, and then in the afternoon, everybody will renounce it to a different house. So therefore, at different parts of Shabbos, different homes have access. So that's a fulfillment of the din that a mavoi has to have two homes that have access to the Mavli, and it's theoretically possible, not at the same time, not simultaneously, but at different points of Shabbos, different homes will have access, and therefore it fulfills it. Says the Gemara, that's not good. So, so, you know, because at the time that one house has access, the other house doesn't have access. At the time that they're all Mavato, their house to one, then none of the other houses can carry, and then vice versa. So we, there's never houses that have access to the Mavli. So if you're really buying this Lundus, then it should never work. Whether or not you made an error or didn't make an error, you should never be allowed to carry in the in the, in the Mavli Shalom Nishtatsuvo. So when the Gemara now is going to say, El Amar we're really totally backtracking. We're backtracking, we're saying, the issue here of whether you can carry in the Mavish has nothing to do with the requirement that we need houses and courtyards to open up. Because even if you make an air chateras, you don't make an air chateras, no lumbness is going to change the reality. The reality is that the houses physically open to the courtyards that open into the into the alley, no lumbness of it's as if it's one house, as if it's cut off, is ever going to change that. That cannot be the issue whatsoever. So the Gemara is totally backtracking. So we have to look at this again in a new light. You did not make a sheet of mavos in the mavot, so you cannot carry, let's say, from the courtyards into the um, from the courtyards. Presumably, you cannot carry them from the courtyards to the uh, to from the houses to the courtyards to the to to the to the alley. So the shilas could I carry in the alley itself? So we're saying it depends if an air of chateros was made in in the courtyards or not. How do we understand that? Why is it ever what makes the courtyards usher to carry into the mavoi? Batim, it's the houses. What does that mean? That it's the it's the what makes the courtyards also is the houses. And it means like this. Rav really holds like Rip Shimon. Rip Shimon holds that it's not also to move something from a, one type of Rosh Hashanah into a different type of Rosh Hashanah. It's not it's not also to do such a thing. It's totally mutter, for example, to carry from a chutzur to a to a rooftop, from a rooftop to a carpet. Such a thing is mutter. So on Shabbos, could I carry from a courtyard to a um, from a courtyard into the in, in, into the alleyway? So but I would have been allowed to. The only reason I'm not allowed to is that if if I if, if you're not allowed to carry from things that are in the house to go to the courtyard and and, and, and certainly into the mavoi. So therefore, the rabbis say you can't carry any can't carry at all from the can't carry it all from the courtyard to the mavoi because the houses, you might have things that are that are from the house that are in the courtyard and you might carry those into the mavoi, which would be awesome. 
the lake. So if no air of chatzeris was made, then the houses are in effect. Meaning, if there's no air of chatzeris made in each private individual chatzer, so there's not going to be things from the house that are in the courtyard. If there's nothing from the house that's in the courtyard, so then there's no impediment on, on carrying things from the chatzer, on carrying things from the chatzer to the uh, uh, to, 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 to the Mavoy. If there was an ear of Chatzir, so you're allowed to carry things from the house into the Chatzir. So now we can understand that you're not allowed to carry things from the Chatzir to the, to the alleyway because even according to Rabbi Shimon that the, if in different types of Rosh Hashayach you can carry from one to the other but I can't carry things that were in the house. So if, if there was an ear of Chatzir so now there's access from things to the house to the courtyard then I can't carry from the courtyard to the alleyway because you might be carrying things that were in the house when Shabbos began into the alleyway which is a problem. So there, so if that's true, then if they're in, in that situation where there where, where there was no ear of chateros, then I would be allowed to view to carry from the 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 the, the chater into the mavoy. But if there is an ear of chateros, I can't carry from the chater into the mavoy. So now the gemara, the icing on the cake, putting it all together. So that's the lumbus. If there's no ear of chateros, if there's no ear of chateros which is made. So now I'm allowed to carry from the chatzah to the mavis. I can view the chatzah and the mavis as one big rishos. And even though there was no sheet of mavos, we're saying you can carry from one part of the mavis to a different part of the mavis. Everything's fine. But when there was an air of chatzeros made, so therefore you're allowed to carry from the houses into the chatzah. Now it's totally usher to carry from the chatzah into the mavis. The mavis is its own distinct place at this point. Even Reb Shimon is going to agree you can't do that because you might be moving things from the house to the mavis. Therefore the mavis is its own distinct place. If the mavis is its own distinct place and it doesn't have a sheet of, you can't carry from four from more than four amos inside of the alloy. So it's a very complex thing back and forth. But the bottom line is what the Gemara is coming out here is that Rav holds like Reb Shimon, the Etzim, you're allowed to carry from one type of Rosh to a different type of Rosh but you can't carry things that were in a house into a, into, into a different Rosh That's the bottom line. So if there was an era of Chateris where there's the possibility of carrying things that were in the house to the Rosh into the, in, to get to the alleyway, then it's going it, to, where there was an era of Chateris, so, so, so the things that were in the house are in the Chater. If they were in the Chater now, I can't carry them to the alleyway, so then the alleyway is its own distinct place, it's awesome. But if there was no era of Chateros, so I can't, there was no possibility of anything from the house being in the Chater. So, so then you, Reb Shimon Shita kicks in, you'd be allowed to carry things that are in the courtyard to the alleyway, the alleyway and the courtyard are just viewed as one big rishos, and uh, then it would be mutter to carry more than four amos inside of the, uh, inside of the alleyway.